Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, I'm Lucas Johnson. I got Uriah with me tonight and we are, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Sixer Sense Podcast. We are recording directly after the Sixers went against the Utah Jazz. A lot to take in, right Uriah? Yeah man, two wins in a row. I'll take it. Um, Absolutely. I'm a little annoyed though at those jerseys. I I know we talked about them before, but (laughs) hey look, we got a win out of it. So I guess that's all that matters. Look, I I don't think the jerseys are as bad as the court. The court was not the, uh, yeah, it just was not something nice to look at for sure. Yeah, it doesn't it remind you of the Brooklyn Nets court? You know how it's kind of dark, kind of a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, with the little placard uh, design on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, just shout out to Chris. He's he's uh, dealing with some personal issues. We miss you, yeah. buddy, and it's. I had a special surprise for you, Lucas and Chris. I have a special mm-hmm. competition for the next time we get together. So I'll keep that on the hush. But let's get into okay. this. Let's get into this recent victory. So the Sixers, Sunday night on a back-to-back, mm-hmm. they won 105-98 to against the Utah Jazz, who had the best record in the Western Conference. Uh, if I look at the box score, at least the team stats, we can see that the Sixers shot 48% from the field compared to Utah. However, from the three-point line, the Sixers were atrocious. They only shot 17%. But if I told you that we would win shooting 17% from three, I'd say be I'd be lying just because mm-hmm. if you look at the defense that the Sixers put forth, they had 12 steals. 14 mm. blocks. I think Joel Embiid had seven of them. Yep, Chief Steibel had a, had a really good night on, on the steals. Mm. In terms of uh, points in the paint, Sixers uh, outscored the Utah Jazz in the paint. However, the Utah, were, they were really active on the glass. They got a ton of mm. offensive rebounds. The largest lead for the Sixers was seven. And in the early part of the first half, I think Utah was up 14 yeah. So let, let's start with your assessment, Lucas. Uh, what do you think of the starters in this game tonight? I mean, look, Joel Embiid had 59 points, and according to ESPN, he's the first Sixer player since Allen Iverson to score that many points. So wow. that's kind of a really big deal. And look, he almost had a quadruple double. He had 59 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 steals. The five turnovers are not ideal, but he had all of them in the first half. After that, he didn't have a turnover. So Joel Embiid gets like a 200% grade for this. Like, fantastic. You know what? This performance certainly could help get his name back into the MVP race because right now it's not in there. But like this type of performance certainly helps against one of the teams that have one of the better records. I, I don't think they're one of the better teams in the league, but they, Utah does have one of the better records. So this certainly helps. 20 of 24 from the foul line. Absolutely insane. Um, Outside of that, 
Uriah, like you said, Thibel had five steals, but the rest of the starting five mm. didn't look good. Maxie won eight of 24, 18 points. Not great. Harris, four of 12, eight points. Tucker, didn't even attempt a shot. It, it wasn't pretty. No, nobody really had any type of game outside of Joel, really. He scored more than half the team's total points. That's freaking impressive for any one player to do and win a game. So, absolutely props to Joel. Yeah, they had no answer for Joel Embiid. And when we were in the clubhouse earlier this afternoon before football started, we talked about actually B, shout out to B, who said they don't have an answer for Embiid. And that came to fruition tonight. It's funny because Kelly Olenek, uh, God bless his soul, he was like a a backup cornerback out there trying to stay with A.J. Brown on on a deep Mm -hmm. route. And Embiid just feasted on him. He feasted on anybody that was in front of him, Lori Markiton. He was aggressive early. Uh, Embiid, just like in the previous game we'll get to later, he was looking for his teammates, made some really nice passes. Yeah, he had a lot of turnovers, but that's expected when he's the guy that's carrying the team offensively. As far as Thibault, look, he didn't make many points, but he was defensive all-second team for a reason. He had five steals. Mm-hmm. He had a block. There were several cont- uh, shot contests that he had throughout the game. There was one in the fourth quarter where Clarkson went up for a layup, tight game, and he completely kind of changed or made him think about how much touch he put on the ball. Mm-hmm. So dumb, yeah, foul, and- dumb foul in the final 20 seconds, but I think Thibault had a, a decent game considering um, his lack of shooting. Yeah, and look, Clarkson's one of their best players. Thibault held him for 15 shooting. Pretty good job. Can't complain there. I have to say about Tobias Harris, though, not his best yeah. game, and he'll have up and down games. But listen, there was a play, I think it was in the third quarter. He had Colin Sexton uh, posted up, and he passed out. I'm thinking, why, why would you do that? That that possession ended up in the turnover. And then in the fourth quarter, I don't know if you remember this play, but uh, the ball got to Tobias from baseline. He drove baseline, and he was right there at the rim. And I didn't mm-hmm. expect him to dunk it, but at least make the shot, and he missed the tip in. So not the best game for Tobias. No, but, you know, I think Joel made up for the whole entire team here. 59 uh, points. Yeah. You're right. What's the last time you remember a Sixer player doing that? Man, Allen Iverson, right? I think you said it earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's special, and, and – I, I'm pretty tough on him because he tries to do things that, in my opinion, he, he needs to maybe leave to some of the other more skilled guards. But he's mm-hmm. going to experiment. He's going to try and, and do what he can to help the team win. And, and he did that tonight. So let's talk, about the, let's talk about the role players now. Uh, the bench, with the exception of maybe one or two guys, you know, they, they didn't really step up the way that we'd hoped just at least in the, since the Atlanta game. But what do you think about yeah. the role players coming off the bench? Look, Paul Reed did not look good. I know that's Chris's guy, but he did not look good. Couldn't stay out of foul trouble. Montrezl Harrell came in, had a few energy plays, a couple dunks. Can't complain about that. Uh, George's Niang had the most uh, bench points, I think, with five. Yeah, five. No, my bad. De'Anthony Melton had six. Mm-hmm. Um, so Melton and Yang kind of did their thing, but that they did it on the low end of what they could potentially do. I mean, look, our bench is not going to score a lot of points, especially with the starting five, like, you know, Maxie and Harris and Joel, but like, especially with the night that Joel had, 
Yeah. So I think they played okay, but like certainly nothing flashy. Daniel House was the first player off the bench for the Sixers, and I think he was 0 for 1, 17 minutes. Yeah. And had some some nice plays, made a foul shot, but between him and Tucker, like guys, you came, we were, you were brought here for a reason. You, you need to start producing. Uh, we're what 11, 12 games into the season. I, I think the Thibel, um, him going into the starting lineup has made a difference since um, Harden has been out. But uh, shout out to uh, uh, Melton. DeAnthony Melton was making some nice plays early in the game, penetrating, scoring. Uh, making life really difficult for Clarkson and, and Sexton. Mm-hmm. Reed, like you said, Lucas, he looks lost. And we're going back to the Atlanta game up until tonight. He shot an air ball, mm-hmm. which is not not like he's the best shooter out there. But come on, man. Like, you know, yeah. hit glass, do something. Montrezl Harrell, a couple dunks. But other than that, he was decent. But But I think... For the most part, like like you were saying, like this was Joel's night. This is a historic night for him, and kudos to yeah. him. Absolutely. All right. You ready to switch? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. So we're going to go now to the – oh, shoot. I forgot that we still have the transitions. No, it's all mm. right. Just jump right into it. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to just jump right into it. So this is the second of a back-to-back against the Atlanta Hawks that we had. You know, we played against them, I think, what was it, Thursday night and lost, and then we beat them on Saturday night. Joel Embiid came out 42 points in this game. Ten, You know, the Sixers won 121 to 109. Joel Embiid had a 42-10 and 10 game with six assists. You're right. You're, which of the starters um, – how – how did the big three for the Sixers in this game look? Obviously, uh, Tobias replacing Harden in this game. Yeah, anytime we play the Hawks, ever since we got eliminated two years ago, I, I'm up for these games. I it, it, Look, I was up for this game just because the Jaunte Murray and um, Trey Young tandem is, is fascinating to me. But in this particular game that the Sixers won, Embiid had the hot hand just like tonight. It was one move, Lucas, where uh, Embiid Ooh. had a – I forget who he was guarding or was guarding him, but he, he was sizing his man up, and he did a nasty crossover, and then uh, he spun back to the middle and pulled up. Like, those types of moves are, are, are so impressive, and it's good to see, knowing that he started off kind of slow this season. Uh, the pick and roll with Maxi and Embiid and even Shake Milton and Embiid was working that night against Atlanta. That night, Lucas, I, mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time Embiid – was such an aware passer. And when I say aware, I mean he would get into a position where he had a split second to decide, am I going to shoot or am I going to pass? And if I'm going to pass, is it a good pass? There were really some really good dimes that he ended up using in the paint uh, against Atlanta. So kudos to Embiid for really stepping up and becoming kind of a playmaker instead of forcing shots. And look, Embiid raised his arms. Is, I think it's the first time all season I've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it. But uh, mm-hmm. as far as Embiid, he he did what, what he is expected to do. Maxi, I found out, he runs 2.9 miles every game. <laughs> he runs more than anybody distance-wise. Uh, had had a surprised. nice game. Not surprised at all. He's young. but And look, flo- JJ did something similar a couple of years back. I don't know if you remember that. JJ was one of the longest, most runningest players in the league when he was with Joel. 
Oh yeah, running off screens. Oh yeah, I I yeah. can believe that. But but Maxi, he's just he's such a energizer bunny out there. His floater was working mm-hmm. that night. He was always a threat coming off a screen. As far as Harris, uh, he looked more, I guess, aware of his ability to just pull up fast and make decisions. Uh, had mm-hmm. had some nice shots, missed a couple bunnies, but overall the big three worked well that night. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, they, they look good. Maxi had, a, I think, a season-high nine assists. Yeah. Um, certainly that's, that's a good sign of things to potentially come. Um, 26 points, like you said, really good floater. Um, Harris looked more like himself. Like, this is the Tobias Harris that we've known for the last couple of years. And we need that while Harden is out. And even as flashes of it when Harden is here. So I think it's good that Harris is getting to be the third option in the offense as of now, which is good. Um, let me ask you, between, because we had two surprise and performers uh, off the bench here. We had Shake Milton and Korkmaz. In your opinion, who was more impressive? Well, Shake Milton taking advantage of Melton being out. Uh, 11 points, 21 minutes, 5 of 8, very efficient. Korkmaz, uh, a big surprise. Everyone on Twitter was going crazy because we had not seen him play this well. He only played four minutes, but he had seven points. He seemed very assertive. Uh, getting to the basket. He had this one move, Lucas. I don't know if you remember mm. seeing it, but he was like, did like a reverse in the air. And he's in midair. I'm thinking, he's going to miss this. There's no way he's going to make this. <laughs> but he actually, he 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 made that shot. I'm I'm going to say, even though Shake had more minutes, I'm going to say Korkmaz, just because here's a guy that was in the doldrums, sitting on the bench. Number gets called. He stepped up. And it's just mm-hmm. ugly irony that he got hurt early in that game. Absolutely. I think he had a, a knee injury. So that's that's who I thought was impressive. Who'd you take? No, absolutely good choice. I, I was going to lean towards Korkmaz too, just because the fact that he was able to score seven points in less than four minutes. And like you said, it's an absolute shame that he got hurt. You know, we wish him nothing but the best. I think it was a neahesion, if I, if I remember the um, injury report correctly. Um Look, Korkmaz is probably if if he's probably getting minutes on most teams, just as like that tenth guy, the ninth or tenth guy. So it's nice to see that he's you know that he's gets a chance. Look, if he was playing on the Lakers, he might be starting for them because they need shooting that bad. Um, Lakers need a lot of stuff, but no, yeah, they need a lot of stuff. But no, I I think you know what that it was good to see that they both did well because you know we needed a vintage of you know Milton and Korkmaz games at some point soon. So glad that it came in a win. So that that's certainly you know a good point. Uh, but we we're talking about people that impressed. But Uriah, tell me who do you think was a disappointment in this game? I have one. I, I, I'm curious to see if you have the same one. Well, I have to go with Paul Reed. I'm looking at a big ah, goose, see, we goose have the same egg. one here, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could say Niang because in the previous few games he's put up good points, but Paul Reed, is he looks lost. He picks up a lot of early fouls or just dumb fouls. You would not expect that considering the offseason that he had and, and the confidence he came into training camp. 
So I, I was disappointed, and in, in even tonight it carried over. So I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe he's a little jealous of what Paul Bassey has going on out in San Antonio. But, but yeah, that, that's who disappointed me. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I got you. Um, yeah, I'm going to say, you know, Paul Reed, too. He had four fouls in eight minutes. That's certainly a terrible look. Uh, like, if, if, if I'm going to go, like, a different route, I could say P.J. Tucker – just a lack of assertiveness on offense. He he didn't you know attempt any points in the last game against the. Um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking right now. Um, Wait, the Jazz? Yeah, they, I don't think he he attempted a shot against the Jazz, and he only attempted one shot here against the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, um, like we know that he's not an offensive threat, but you still he still got space the floor yeah. and i told you this in the clubhouse that he he's only attempting like before the game tonight he was only attempting 1.83 yeah. pointers a game which was yeah. the lowest that he had since his rookie year so right. certainly something to worry about no bias here and i mean this we've seen pj tucker in the starting lineup we've seen daniel house with decent minutes all season do you still think uh, House should be in the starting lineup, or do you think another Sixer oh. should be there? I don't know, man. It's a, it's a tough call. I mean, look, you can make the argument that maybe Thibault should be starting over Tucker um, defensively. Oh. I mean, okay. if, if you want to look, because like, there is cohesion with that group because they did play together in the past. I, was I don't know if House is answer. the right answer. I was not Look, looking for that answer. <laughs> I know you weren't looking for that answer. Like, I, I think if you're <laughs> – no, but, like, if you're choosing between, like, Tucker – like, there's a legit argument for Tucker, Thibel, and uh, House. Right. Uh, House, I think he needs more minutes to get up, make be a more productive offensive player, and just to be a better threat. Um, you know, then Thibel, obviously you want to try to make sure that he's ready for the playoffs. Maybe, you know, full season of starting could certainly help there. Or, you know, you keep on going with the veteran Tucker. You know, he does bring that tenaciousness to the starting five that those other guys, the other two just don't bring. So you, you have your options. You do have certainly. options. Um, I, and that's the good thing, I guess, for the Sixers right now is having options. But... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to go across the association and uh, actually the first topic is related to the Sixers, but uh, we talked about him a little bit. Charles Bassey Lucas Mm -hmm. is doing very well for himself in the venue and I'm happy for him. I'm sure you are Mm -hmm. too. Oh yeah. It's just too bad that he's not doing it here because we could use a a big man off the bench. But Mm -hmm. anyway, so how do you feel about Charles Charles Bassey showing off his talent with the Spurs right now? Well, I had to think about this for a little bit because I uh, my initial thing was just put all the blame on Doc. Right. And that's the easy thing because Doc doesn't usually play young guys unless they're special talents like, you know, Tyrese Maxey, Shea Gill, just Alexander. But then I thought about it more. I'd, 
I thought about it more, and then I realized that it's not just on Doc. Daryl Morey doesn't like playing young play, uh, like having a lot of young players on his roster. You think about the days of Houston. I can't think of a young guy that was like really significant to their rotation. Maybe Sam Decker, who is out of the league now. Maybe I like. Can you wow. think of a, guy, a young guy? Harold was only there for two I seasons cannot. before he got traded, right? No, I cannot. So he likes veterans. in that regard. I, I, you know, I don't. I, I certainly blame Doc, but I don't think Doc's the only one because, like, clearly, if Maury thought that he was worth keeping, you know, that he could be. No, so it's not just Doc. It's Doc and Daryl who just aren't a big fan of young guys unless they're special talents. Um, like, I'm glad that Pop is giving Charles Bassey a chance. And look, Charles Bassey looks like he can be a really good rotational big in the limited minutes that he has played. And we can go down to Isaiah Joe, who's looked good in spurts for the Oklahoma City Thunder, too. So. I think both of them have found nice homes and we knew that they were talented NBA worthy players. And it was a shame that the Sixers decided not only to cut one, but both of them, they had to cut one, but they decided to cut both of them. Uh, I, I don't know if Charles Bassey would have any more of a role. Use. I, I look, if he would have stayed here, good chances he's playing in a G league or he's, he's not getting minutes at all. So yeah, I, I think this is for the best for his career. Yeah, I I get the feeling that he could be the Nick Vucevic of twenty twenty two when it comes. Yeah, to I saw Vucevic. your tweet on that. Was that your tweet or was that somebody else's that was tweet? Definitely me because okay, you, you look at yeah. uh, you probably didn't watch the Sixers back then, but oh, uh, I, I followed them enough to yeah. know. Well, I Nick, I I was watching every game, and I remember cool. when Doug Collins would give him minutes, and he would play pretty good he wasn't terrible out there and then they they got rid of him and uh but yeah and then he ended up being becoming an all-star not that i'm going to say that charles basley is going to be an all-star but i'm looking at a tweet from the spurs charles basley is the second player in nba history to have 14 rebounds four blocks and four assists in less than 20 minutes yeah no like the kid has yeah first player in history to do it off the bench yeah, no, look, look, we we knew the kid had skill. We saw the flashes. And Doc, even Doc raved about him, but Doc gets in his own way about not playing young guys because yep. he has a loyalty thing. And look, if we had, let's just say Brett Brown was still the head coach, I don't think Brett Brown would have those same level of loyalties that Doc had. And he'd be more willing to play the young guys because when he was head coach, even when we were trying to contend, he would play younger guys like Korkmaz. After the, hold up. Put that mug back up, back up for a second. Is that the the Broad City? Hey, there we go. I can Boat, dig it. Boathouse Row right here. If yeah. you're up in Philly, Boat. you know exactly what this is. Yeah, I, I love There's it. There's water in here, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. No. So but anyway. So, so wait. So Bassy, right? So yeah. I wonder if it's. Look, I'm not trying to say Doc is a is a horrible coach. He has no. had winning seasons. But I just wonder if he knows what he's doing with this particular set of talented players, including Bassey, because clearly he could have done what he's doing in San Antonio here. But the scheme or the system that he has this team in first un- first unit, second unit, what's what's going on, Doc? Why can't well, you well get I mean, these part guys? of it, part part of it is you got to remember. Part of it is is that you're playing behind Joel. You're only gonna get maybe maybe 18 minutes a night max, but usually more about, you know, 14, 12. 
So a little less to work with. But more importantly, when, when Joel's not in the game, it's Harden's turn. And that means the big has to set screens and run to the rim, which Charles can do. But I think it goes back to, look, Doc has not had a great success of developing young big men. Uh, You look back, there hasn't been, I mean, look, Kendrick Perkins was a solid, you know, but he was a rookie or second year player when Doc came in. Uh, Glenn Davis, I guess you could say, had an okay career. Um DeAndre Jordan was already ascending when Doc took over the Clippers. Blake was already ascending. He doesn't have a great track record with young big men. He does not. Doesn't say that he can't <laughs> coach big men because, you know, he did, did good things with Blake and KG and uh, clearly Joel. But develop. I think player development is probably one of Doc's weaker points. And I I give all the credit to to Sam Cassell for Tyrese. That that's all that's all Sam Cassell. That's not that's not Doc. That's Sam Cassell. Yeah, um, yeah. And Cassell was interviewed after the the Atlanta game, and they were asking mm-hmm. him about Tyrese, and he said, "I wish we had twelve maxis on this team." Of course, yeah. a little hyperbole there, but but yeah, the whole idea of a, a veteran point guard who's championship caliber, like uh, Sam Cassell, mentoring a young Tyrese Maxey, who is a sponge. Mm-hmm. That's an ideal situation for any young player, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. let's let's move on. There's another topic, Lucas, that I'm really intrigued by your feelings about this because you mm-hmm. are a student of the game. You you love hoops pretty much your whole life, going back to the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. So listen, there's great players. I can't think of a, another time or era where there was as many stars in this league, guys putting mm-hmm. up. 40 pieces like it's nothing. I think yeah. seven or eight players are averaging 30 points a game. That doesn't happen very often. So I'm going to – The team, the season needs to have an expansion because the talent is too loaded on these rosters. Now. Hello, Seattle, and hello – who else do we want? Yeah, uh, Vancouver? Las Vegas. But, hey, I'm going to throw a sleeper in there for you because I've, I listened to Brian, uh, Brian Windhorse's podcast, The Hoop yeah. Collective. Yeah. They mentioned another city besides those two. And it makes a lot of sense. Roanoke, Virginia. Nah, I wish. You would love um, that. Nah, if it's a Virginia team, it's going to be VA Beach. Right. But no, um, no, it, it's actually Mexico City. They have a G League team in there what? right now. They okay. have a G, G League team in there right now. They're, it's one of the richest cities in the world, by the way. Mexico City? They, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And um, look, uh, you got NBA royalty there with Nahara, uh you remember Nahara, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and look, it's the type of mo- uh, you know money that you can get like from an international powerhouse like Mexico City, which apparently has a lot of money. I didn't know that, look, but apparently they do. Take that NFL. If we if the NBA gets a team in Mexico, I, like I know NFL is king in the states, but mm-hmm. NBA is on on some global yeah. type stuff. Look, let, let, me, we let me would... get to the let me get to the yeah. topic. Yeah yeah yeah, topic. yeah, 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 yeah. So let's let's look around at all the great players that we have currently, right? Players like LeBron, Chris Paul, Giannis, Jason Tatum, Lillard. So I want I want to get your opinion. Do we feel like there are any players right now that are being taken for granted? And when I say granted, it's it's like we don't realize what we have right now. And here are some factors just to get the gears grinding. So there's lack of appreciation, could be but not limited to age, longevity, 
Maybe they're on a small market team. Maybe they're overshadowed by a bigger star of a teammate. I don't know. But mm-hmm. give me a couple names, man, and let's, let's debate it. Who, who do we think we take for granted in this NBA? You know, it's hard to say this name because he's already won two MVPs, finals, MVP, and defensive player of the year. But I got to go with Giannis. Look, Uriah, I think you, Giannis is pushing Tim Duncan for best power forward of all time. I think he is. I think you can make the legit argument in terms of overall skill package and dominance at the position, pure dominance. Guy's twenty, not even 28 yet. He already has two MVPs, final MVP, um, defensive player of the year, most athletic power forward of all time, at least already. You can already make that argument, most athletic power forward. Top five, easily. Look, when all said and done, he could easily be the best power forward of all times. And, like, we're not even mentioning him in the MVP race. Like, he's, he's he, you know, the last couple of years he, he had been putting up crazy numbers, but he hadn't been in the MVP race. He's, he's in it this year. But, like, the guy's a perennial MVP finalist or should be. Right. And I don't think we give him enough love for it, honestly. And it's partially because he's in a small market, but, like, the guy's special. Well, I I think Giannis, I was thinking of him too. And, you know, if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you are just blessed beyond belief Mm -hmm. for so many different reasons. And I think it took 50 years for him to get another championship once. uh, Yeah, it took 50 years. He brought it to him. Yep, yep, yep. And and you got to respect Giannis in that he could have left, right? but he decided to stay with the team that drafted him. So mm-hmm. that loyalty is makes him even more likable. He's mm-hmm. uh, a fun loving guy. He's very sarcastic in his own unique way. He, he's not afraid to make fun of himself. He doesn't take himself too seriously. So I think Giannis is one of those players that if you get to watch him right now, this mm-hmm. week, just, you gotta, you gotta just be in the moment and say, mm-hmm. you know, we may not get another Giannis. People say, Oh, woman, Giannis. What was it? Wimbenyan? Am I saying his name right? Wimbenyan. Yeah, Wimbenyan. Like, oh, he could be the next Giannis, but hmm, it's not easy doing what. Giannis no, he's does. not the no, the no, 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 no. I'm gonna kill that comparison there. Not even close. He's a mix between KD and Joel. Okay. He's if Joel Embiid and KD had a baby. That is, <laughs> that is Victor Wimbenyan. I'm gonna give you another player. That okay. I I think is uh, someone that. I think is not taken for granted, maybe underappreciated just because he's young and because he plays for a small market team. I think I know exactly who you're going to say. Eastern or Western conference team? Eastern. Okay. All right. Central so, division. Yeah. The Pacers. Yep. Yeah. Ty- Listen, I Tyrese Halliburton, when there was all that trade talk about the Sixers getting him in exchange for somebody else, I was hoping mm-hmm. Maxi wasn't part of it. I was like, yeah, I like him. He's a nice young player, but he currently leads the league in assists, Lucas. Yeah. That's, that's that's a pretty big feat. And as awkward and weird as his jump shot is, he's a it's good efficient. shooter. Yeah, he's a good yeah. shooter. So Tyrese Maxey, I, 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 maybe not – I don't want to say we take him for granted, but maybe he's just undervalued. Tyrese Halliburton. Like, what did I say, Tyrese Maxey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant, Halliburton. Yeah. Who, else, who else do we not appreciate at this point? Oh, that's a tough one. Um yeah. Look, as a Sixers fan, you could easily see Tyrese Maxey. I mean, a lot of the league doesn't appreciate how special he is. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to throw out De'Aaron Fox. Okay. He's having a good season right now. Yeah, he's yeah, finally right. shooting it well from deep. He's mm-hmm. one of the fastest players in the league, really good playmaker. Not elite, but pretty good. And can score on all three levels now. Like and, he, and he's locking down on defense this year, which is something he hadn't done in the past. So I'm going to give some love to De'Aaron Fox, even though his team's kind of trash. <laughs> they are. I, I'm going to say um, there's a player who uh, – dealt with some injuries and was a former number one pick. I think someone that we probably take for granted. Ben Simmons? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) A little late, but anyway, definitely not Ben Simmons. Um, (laughs) See, I was going to try not to talk about him tonight, but you brought him up. (laughs) It's all you. I was going to say, I was going to say was, see, he made me forget, Lucas, I'm going to strangle you um, <laughs> oh my goodness i can't believe you made me who does he play for no no he's he plays for the pelicans zion i'm gonna say i think we take zion for granted because uh all the videos all the hype that came with him when he was in south carolina playing in high school and then goes to duke for one year and we miss so much of him because he gets hurt but when you mm-hmm. sit down and watch him play lucas oh he's, he's a unstoppable he is yeah unstoppable and i think he's he's so much fun to watch even can i explain why i think you take him for granted sure go right ahead two words jaw morant look jaw morant made us forget about zion that season because jaw morant is that dude yeah he is is the next coming of derrick rose he he could be another that that's uh (laughs) nah 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 he gets too much love he gets too much love But no, he is. I will. John Moran is the next coming of Derrick Rose, which makes people forget about Zion. But you're absolutely right. He is the next. Zion's the closest thing that we've had since Charles Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. He he is that unstoppable in the paint. And if he if he gets it together and strings together some healthy seasons, he he can definitely do some damage in, in the Western Conference. Actually, I have somebody else on that same team that yeah. you could say that they're underappreciated. And that's Brandon Ingram. I thought you were going to say uh, CJ McCollum. CJ, yeah. Okay. Brandon. Nah, Brandon, guys, Brandon's an all-star. Not only is he an all-star, he's, like, I don't know if you've seen, like, he's just different. He has a different mentality this season. But, like, last couple of seasons, he's really coming to his own as, like, an elite scorer, like a go-to option. He is definitely a go-to option. And, and like, people forget about him because he's in New Orleans, and then there's Zion. But, like, he could very well be a face of the franchise himself. Oh yeah, he's the number so, one. He, he yeah. can create for himself. You you know his game. He's, he's and look, like if and like see the the nice thing for the Pelicans is that they have two number ones in Zion and Ingram. They got a number t- three in McCollum. And guess what? They have the Lakers pick. Which guess what? That could end up being Wembenyana. Yeah, that'll be scary. That could be very scary. Scary. That'll be scary. Um, outside of that. You know what? I'm going to give a former Sixer some love. Who's that? Christian Wood. Really? Okay. Look, when when he when he gets to start and gets enough touches, he can be a 30 uh, 20 point per game scorer. Okay. Like they're not right. starting him right now for defensive purposes, which is fine, but like he can score with the best of the big men. He can get league, buckets. So. He can definitely yeah. get buckets. I agree. Um uh, oh. I think that's it, man. I okay, think, yeah. Oh, fun yeah. fact for Sixers fans. Yeah. There's a former Sixer player 
former lottery pick playing in the G League right now. You want to guess? You want to take a guess who it is? Sixers lottery pick or from a yeah Sixers team? lottery pick. Jalil Okafor. Yes. No. Yes, he's oh, in the G League. You want to guess who he's playing for? I don't know. Just just stay off the bench. The the the, 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 new, the Mexico City team. Okay. Stay yeah. away from the nightclubs. Oh, well, Especially he's in, in Mexico Boston. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> on that All right, note. on that note, let's go ahead and wrap things up, bro. All right, so for the people on YouTube, uh, thanks for watching. To our listeners, we appreciate you lending us your ears. Checking us out for the first time, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. When you subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast, you will get unique content our opinions, our analysis that will hopefully keep you up to date on the Sixers with a little bit of entertainment. Now the Sixers are off until Friday. So we all get to exhale a little bit, maybe watch some other teams, but Lucas and I, and hopefully Chris will, we'll be back with you on Wednesday. At least we'll record on Wednesday. So uh, until then guys, uh, on behalf of Lucas and myself, we will catch up with you guys. Take care out there. I don't have Benny with me. I, no, no Benny right tonight. Now. All right, no take care, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.